All right, Wonder Rob, are you ready to do this? I, I said, are you ready to do this, Wonder Rob? Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. You're you're doing the whole silent Rob thing because my first name starts with J. Okay, so you're doing like a J and silent Rob thing. I get it, I get it, except... Right, I, I understand, but the podcast doesn't quite work if you're quiet. I understand that, but no one else can hear you. I don't know what else to tell you, but you're going to need to speak. Okay, so all I have to say to what you're telling me right now is Snookins! Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie proud! Phasers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is strong! Geek so to speak! Where you belong! Geek so to speak! 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking video games, we're talking comic books, we're talking geek news, we're talking trailers, we're talking everything in between. And this week is no different. I'm your co-host, Silent Rob. Well, not so much. <laughs> Definitely not sound the rob, especially uh, after uh, I eat Taco Bell, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Always bring it back to a Taco Bell joke. That's podcasting 101 for all you newbies out there. But I digest. Moving on, I'm your co-host, Wonder Rob. And on the line with me is my hetero life mate, my best friend in the whole wide world, the yin to my yang, the cheech to my chong, the chef to my boyardee, Shaf. How's it going, Shaf? What up, what up, what up? How's it going, Snooch to the Booch? It's Snoochies to the Boochies here, <laughs> Mama Noochies. Jane's on the pop. Oh, man. Well, hey, uh, listen, everybody. We've got another jam-packed week of geek news we are diving into also uh the latest view Ask universe uh movie jay and silent bob reboot if you couldn't tell by now i mean we only made maybe 20 jay and silent bob references before the first two minutes of the show so, bong bong snoochie boochies <laughs> <laughs> or all the things that jason muse says so yeah, we got we got a lot a lot to talk about. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, well, listen. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, listen, thank you. Thank you so much. If uh, you're something in between, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if, if you've been a loyal listener and you haven't, Hit that subscribe button. Well, that's weird. Why would you be a loyal listener, uh, but you haven't subscribed? That that scenario made no sense. So let me switch it up. If this is your first time listening and you haven't hit that subscribe button already, do yourself a personal favor. Open up whatever podcast platform you're using. You're using that Apple podcast. You're using that Stitcher podcast. You're using that Spotify podcast. You're using that Google Play. You're using that SoundCloud. You're using that Podbean, or whatever it is, hit subscribe. Also, do us another personal favor. Leave us a review, uh, a five-star review, and anybody who leaves us a review is going to get a very special shout-out on the show. I don't want to give much more away than that, (laughs) but you will be happy in pants. And I will just leave it at that if you uh, give us a a nice little shout-out. And if you give us a shout-out, uh, be sure to let us know, because outside of Apple Podcasts, sometimes podcast shout-outs are hard to find. So if you rate us on any other platform, <laughs> go ahead and just, you know, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, uh, do whatever it is you have to do to get your special sexy shout-out. But that's enough <laughs> of the business. That's enough of the business, Shaf. Let's get to the fun First and foremost, before we get into geek news, before we get into our main topic, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, we like to have a little segment which is called, How's Everything Been, Buddy? Here's the theme song. How's everything been, buddy? How's everything been, buddy? And that's when you go, Shaf. Pretty good, pretty good. Go ahead and do that. Pretty good. Pretty good, I have to say it's been a pretty good, yeah, pretty good, oh yeah, and how has it been for you? (laughs) This podcast (laughs) might already be in our top ten. Top ten podcasts of all time. We're coming up with new (laughs) theme songs. Oh man, this is great. (laughs) How's how's it been, Shaf? How's your week been, buddy? It's been pretty good, pretty good. Let's see, the last time uh, we recorded... um, if I'm not mistaken, last weekend was the baby shower, the virtual baby shower. That's right. You had your your VBS. Yeah, I have my VBS, <laughs> my vacation Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was interesting because uh, first of all, I've never been to a baby shower, so to for the first one to be my own was a unique uh, proposition, if you will. And then to add in the fact that COVID was like, oh, you think you're going to have a party during this time? Let alone have a baby during this time? Well, fuck you. You're going to have to do it all on Zoom. So so we did it. But actually, you know, it worked out because it ended up allowing us to have more people involved with it than we normally would because... uh, my significant other, SSG, as we call her on the podcast, she has a lot of friends in Canada. So it was nice to uh, get them in the, into the mix. Uh, they could attend. They could be a part of the whole thing. And uh, we had some fun games. People were trying to guess uh, Baby Shafet's name, mm-hmm. uh, including Wonder Rob, who was present for the uh, baby shower. Thank you so much for being there. Of course. And it's uh, also safe to assume that I got the name of your child right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guessed. Not to not to to steal your thunder, but I want to say my guess. Uh, Do it. You should. I, I guessed that Schaff's, uh unborn baby girl will be named Roberta Zelda after Schaff's two favorite people, me and my dog Zelda. Yeah, obviously. And uh, obviously. You're not giving up the name of the baby before the baby's born, despite the fact that I was right. So it, it sort of made it seem like, ha ha, Roberta Zelda, that was so funny, Rob. Okay, next guess. But you know as well as I do, just, I mean, come on, you don't have to say it, but just like, tell you what, if uh, if Roberta Zelda is the name of your baby, <laughs> just say anything or do anything or continue being on the podcast with me. And we'll all know that that's the name. And then that's that's cool. <laughs> uh, he laughed. Right, well, uh, this was the he last I said, uh, podcast anything. episode we were doing together. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said do anything and you laughed. So Do it. Say anything. Say. Do anything. Um, yeah, no, uh, the, the name was... Uh, the name was... Uh, not guessed. Okay. Oh, I was about to ask. I was going to straight up just say, are you comfortable telling me if somebody guessed the name? Because I'm, I'm a, let's call a spade a spade here. I don't remember what anybody guessed. <laughs> well, yeah, but you do have the access to the link. You could go back to the website. Is it, it recorded? Baby shower stuff. What's that? It's been recorded? Like it's up for posterity on the internet? No, no, the, the baby shower website is up, and that's where people put in their birthday bets, where the name Oh, are. the name bet was on there, too. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So, what, so let's just, real quick. I know it's your, it's your segment. <laughs> I don't want to take all your time by speaking through it, but I just want to know, if, just, if somebody got it right, would you admit that somebody got it right, or would you keep it? Would you keep it? Um, that's a good question. I think we would probably have to lie our way through that. Yes. I knew it. Couple of liars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of screen lookers and liars. <laughs> oh man. Okay, continue. This is your segment. No, I'm, yeah. I'm done I mean, talking. Now I have nothing else to say. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was uh it was it was actually a lot of fun. It was um I I, I don't know how to, how best to describe. I felt a little uncomfortable with the format being Zoom because I feel a little weird sometimes in a Zoom meeting where all eyes look like they're looking at you because everybody's facing forward. Yeah. And like you're part of the mix. And if it's your party, like then everybody is focused on you. So when I can see myself and everyone can see me, it's a little weird. So that that whole like dynamic was a little funky to me. But um all in all, it was a lot of fun, and we got a lot of great stuff, and uh, we were starting to put together the nursery and everything, so it's all coming together. We got about seven weeks until Baby Shafet arrives. Ooh, seven weeks of freedom. I know. Seven I know. weeks of sleep. Enjoy it now, buddy. Enjoy it now. So, yeah, there's actually a lot of things happening in early July that we're going to be talking about in Geek News, which Dude. all coincides pretty dang close to Baby Shafet's due date. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of time I have for any of this stuff. But uh, Well, you'll be on maternity leave, man. And the good news is that baby of yours is going to be asleep all day, mostly, to start. And that'll be all the time 
that you play the video games. And then when you want to sleep at night, that's when your baby will be up. <laughs> and that's when you will not be playing the video games, <laughs> but you will be taking care of your infant. So it'll it'll all work out, dude. Cool. Cool. You'll have the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Rob, what's been giant going on bags for you? Under your eyes. Sorry, I just keep picturing it. Like Shaf Sh- with big bags under his eyes, his beard <laughs> all disheveled, his hair straight up in the air, but he's got the PlayStation controller. He's like, go sit Tsushima. <laughs> gotta play. <laughs> Paper Origami Mario. <laughs> and and watching Hamilton. <laughs> and watching Hamilton. <laughs> this is the life. Right, babe? <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> While I try to squeeze some more breast milk out of my titties. Ooh, you lucky duck. Question. Okay, we might be getting a little too personal. Don't don't you don't have to answer this question, but would are you open to trying just a taste of the breast milk? Just yes oh, or heck no? Yeah, dude. Yes, yes. That's my Absolutely. boy. Absolutely. Right I'm, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make like some milkshakes, bro. Like I said that to my wife, not to get too gross on the podcast, but when uh, little Lincoln was a baby and of uh, of breastfeeding age, I mentioned to my wife, well, you know, I wouldn't. I would just try it, just see what it tastes like. And my wife was like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> she would not let me <laughs> well okay yes that i guess that answers that question because i was going to say well how did you how did you partake of this flavor were you going straight to the source or were you enjoying it via bottle so let me tell you about my week <laughs> uh we are in the throes of summer shop it is hot and uh, being in the business, uh, which I am in, as you can imagine, Shav, I am busy, busy, busy. I've got more work to do than I have time to do it, Shav. But that's that not going to stop security. me from this podcast. Oh, my goodness. I almost burped into the microphone. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the one. I do it once every episode. Got this one out of the way early, Shav. Uh, but I've been working, been working like crazy Taking care of my boy uh, doesn't mean that I haven't been playing some games, though. Obviously, I've been playing that Animal Crossing shop. I feel like my uh, my weekly updates are the same. It's like, yeah, I've been working, and yeah, you know I've been building uh, building my kitchen in Animal Crossing in my, in my bathroom. <laughs> you know. But I've been playing that Animal Crossing, and this is the thing. I was really, really, really hoping that when this podcast started this today that when we got to my section i was going to be like so here's what i've been up to i've been working i've been playing animal crossing and i've also been playing uh star wars uh jedi fallen order that's what i was hoping to say Sean. but let me tell you i still have not beaten death stranding <laughs> but just when i th- thought the game is over it just keeps going the death stranding is the king of fake outs for real the credits have rolled in the game but the game isn't over i still have another uh, other missions to complete like actual story missions like think of think of like red dead redemption 2 shop the credits have rolled you've got free roam Maybe you, you know, you pick up some side missions here and there that you didn't do. 
But that's pretty much it, right? Like, the story's over. The campaign's over. That's not what happens in Death Stranding. The credits have rolled, and I still have story missions to complete. So I don't really know what's going on in this game. But I beat one boss. I beat the boss of the game. Right? And then it goes, oh, there's this other boss. Don't forget the other boss. <laughs> there's two, like, two bad guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There are two bad guys. I forgot. And so I beat the second bad guy. And then it's like, okay, now that you've beat him, I, we, you need to trek all the way back to the home base where you started the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my way backwards get to where I started the game, and that's where the, the story's going to wrap up. So I go that way. No, there's another boss. A third boss. Unrelated to the first two. A giant... Uh, not to get too technical, if you've played Death Stranding, you might know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, this might not sound like gibberish. I know Shaf knows what I'm talking about because he saw it firsthand. Sometimes in Death Stranding, the ghosts, the BTs will catch you, and then like a giant cat monster will come at you, or a giant squid monster will come after you. Just when I'm about to make it all the way back to the the home base shop, a giant whale monster, bigger than anything I'd seen in the game, flying around in the sky trying to kill me, and it took me about thirty minutes to beat it. And I was like, this this friggin' game. So I finally get to the end. Okay. I finally get to the credits i finally get through the credits because you're playing the game sporadically it gives you like a minute's worth of credits and then the game continues and then you get like another minute's worth of credits and the game continues so finally i go through it all then i'm like okay i'm getting like the epilogue i guess because the credits have rolled but there's still like an hour's worth of cutscenes going on and then the game continues they're like Chapter 14, another dang chapter. <laughs> Do this, and then I get another mission. So, uh, I don't know if this game ever ends. <laughs> so maybe next week will we'll finally be the week where I say I beat Death Stranding. <sighs> okay, I got real excited. I can feel like my heart beating through my chest talking about Death Stranding. <sighs> oh. <laughs> oh, calm down everybody i hope i hope this is the week for you i hope this is the week for you i hope this is the week for me dang shaf but you know what <laughs> i could talk and talk and talk about this training because this game is nuts this game is off the wall bonkers it is st it started as a walking simulator shop it's ended up a total totally different area but I'll talk about more uh, of that next week because we've only got so much time, Shaf, and I think it's about time you and I, we dive into some geek news. Geek news! Nude news. Nude news. news. All right, as is tradition on Geek So To Speak, whoever is hosting the show any particular week, uh, this week, me, Wonder Rob, the honors of first geek news story go to the co-host which is you shaf so uh why don't you hit us with some of that geek news oh well thank you thank you so so much very much appreciate that you know what you're welcome you're welcome shaf it's finally a thank you finally <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first story, this is not a, a huge story, but something that I think our fans will enjoy. So one of the last episodes we did before quarantine went into effect yep. was us 
uh, coming back from Disneyland and recounting our adventures, uh, visiting the planet of Batu mm-hmm. and enjoying Rise of the Resistance, the newest Star Wars ride over at uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge in California. Yes. And uh, we both got to enjoy a lot of fun stuff with the lightsabers and eating a lot of the, the alien food at the, I can't remember the, Ronto's. Ronto wrap, man. It was a Ronto wraps. Yeah, all that stuff. We had a great time. And probably the the uh, piece de resistance, if you will, uh, is the fact that we got to go on the Rise of the Resistance ride. And it was That's basically right. like a, I think from start to finish, if you're actually like in the mode, not like in a line, but if you're like in the mode, it's probably like a 15 minute experience Um, because it's not just a ride. It's like multiple things all in one. Uh, But for all of the fans out there who haven't yet gotten their butts over to Disneyland to enjoy this, Disney had you in mind. And uh, decided to do something kind of special because you've seen we've seen this a lot with bootlegs like there'll be people who have filmed the ride uh, Mm -hmm. illegally and they'll put it up on YouTube or something and then you get a chance to watch the ride. But you're not there, but you're getting to ride it virtually. Now, Disney decided to stop with the bootlegs and give people a very close hands on approach to the uh, virtual experience of Rise of the Resistance. So if you haven't yet had a chance to ride this ride and you don't mind being spoiled, but you want to experience it, this is a great way to get to all the fun, like action-y moments of that. And so you'll just want to, um, I think, I mean, I would say it's available a lot of places. This particular article came through on Nerdist, but it's, I'm sure it's a lot of different places. Um, but Disney released their own virtual ride through for this ride. And I watched yep. it the, uh, the other day. It was about two, three minutes of, of the experience and it highlights some of the fun moments. It also gives you some behind the scenes information about, about the, the moments that happen in the ride. Did you get a chance to watch this one, Rob? Uh, you know, I did and shoot, I experienced it firsthand. That's with right. You. That's right. It doesn't honestly like, I love the fact that Disney did this, but they are careful not to give you the entire ride. They they're yeah. they only show you little bits and pieces. Um, they show you a little bit of like you should be looking over here. Watch out for this stuff. Here's some Easter eggs, so you know what you're getting into. But with no word yet on when the Disney parks in the U.S. are going to reopen, I know Shanghai Disney uh, reopened, but when we when they do come back, they'll have the social distancing measures in place. I would even imagine that that would probably limit the amount of people that can be on this particular ride or be in line for this particular ride. Um, and Wonder Rob and I, we got there early. On yeah, that we park did. Day. Early on that park day so that we could be there at rope drop and use the app to get uh, on the uh, boarding group uh, situation that they had set up. And I think that'll probably change going forward based on how they're going to have to keep people in the park. Cause I mean, it's going to be a different world. Yeah. They might have to just cut it into a, a standard first come first serve, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because you imagine they're going to cut down maximum capacity, just like uh, Shanghai Disneyland in the story that we reported last week. Right. So, or they keep the, they go the opposite route. They keep the boarding groups, but they just do fewer people in a boarding group and then spread that out a little 
a little further, maybe, but, you know, having to do it, having to be there in the park past the turnstiles at 8 a.m., you know, that might be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I will say that this particular virtual ride, um, the viewpoint is different. So there's actually two different experiences depending on which car you get placed in this little like shuttle thing that's supposed to be like shuttling off prisoners. Um, and so you get a slightly different viewpoint, uh, of the ride and, and, uh, wonder Rob and I, we experienced it, uh, for those that know the ride, we experienced it. We'll, we saw the AT-ATs from the side, or as some people like to say, the at-ats, which is totally fucking bonkers that you yeah. would think that it's an at-at. If you call it at-at, just do us a favor and unsubscribe right now. Okay. Seriously, we don't need your kind. <laughs> please don't unsubscribe drugs, they're gonna have to go <laughs> uh yeah so but um this particular viewpoint is from straight on looking at, uh, into the eyes of the atad uh which is pretty cool so um if you get a chance go to youtube you can go to disney uh, check it out you'll uh it'll it'll uh satisfy those disney star wars cravings until the park reopens Man, I'm ready right now. <laughs> Shoot. I would love to go back to Disneyland, except for the fact that it's the dead of summer. I never yeah. go to Disneyland in the summer unless I have to. And I know that's a weird sentence to say. Have to. Man, I have to go uh, to Disneyland. I have to go to Disneyland. But sometimes, believe it or not, I've had to go to Disneyland. <laughs> so, like fa- family outings and things like that. Sure, sure. So, uh, summer summer is definitely not my favorite. But, dude, I I can't wait to get myself another blue milk and to get myself another Ronto wrap and to get myself another Rise of the Resistance and to get myself (laughs) another piloting the Millennium Falcon. And then uh, while I'm at it, I'll go get that chimichanga in Fantasyland. You have to steer. Man, that's a callback to episode 98. I'm not going to explain that inside joke to any nope. of you. Just go back just gotta, and listen to episode 98, our review of uh, Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> what else All you right. got, Wonder Rob? All right. So today was a big day, Shaf. Like it sometimes, was. Lots of stuff. You know, you'll you'll wake up and, yeah, the geek news, there's never really a shortage of geek news on any given day. It's just, it's just how much is going to come in, right? Like one day... Maybe, you know, we get a story, you know, about Star Wars. And that's pretty much it. That's the news of the day. And maybe another day, you know, two or three little nuggets uh, come rolling in about a Marvel movie or something like that. All, all of which apply to this week, of course, of Geek News. But days like today, Shaf, where things just happen, they, the companies... Uh, that we love, Nintendo, Sony, they look upon us uh, as peasants, trapped in our homes and they and they smile upon us shop they go let's <laughs> let's let's give these these uh these ragamuffins a little something to look forward to a little something to brighten up their miserable lives for the time being and today was one of those days shop i'm i'm going to take one because there's one i'm really excited for and then i'll tell you what i'll let you do the other cuz i know you're real excited about another but this morning <laughs> Or no, excuse me, this uh, early afternoon, Sony, uh, makers of PlayStation brand, uh, you may or may not be familiar with that, and also uh, makers of, you know, Spider-Man 3, starring Tobey Maguire, uh, some some say the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. 
Not very many people say it, but some people do. <laughs> uh, Sony Entertainment Shav did a State of Play, which is essentially like their Nintendo Directs, their little uh, internet presentations on games that are coming up. Uh, typically, their State of Plays are, are dedicated to several games coming out, but not today, Shav. They laid down an 18-minute gameplay trailer. And when I say gameplay trailer, I mean a real gameplay trailer, not like this uh, this Xbox 2020 bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> from last week. An actual 18-minute gameplay trailer of a very anticipated, highly anticipated, dare I say, uh, Geek, so to speak, game of the year contender, Ooh, 2020. Yeah. A little game called uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Man, that rolled off the tongue so well. You said that so well. One, I night. had to write it out phonetically on a piece <laughs> of paper in front of me because I've heard it said a hundred times, but for some <laughs> reason the name doesn't stick in my brain, and I just can't say <laughs> it right. I always want to pronounce the T to Tsushima. But that's not how it's said. Sushima, like sushi, the food. Ma, like your mom. Sushima. Well, <laughs> we got we got a, a gameplay footage trailer of Ghosts of Sushima. So if you haven't watched this yet, I definitely recommend it. I know my boy Shaf got to watch a little bit of it. He was he spent a little bit of his time making dinner for him and his pregnant wife, or excuse me, pregnant girl, which I totally understand i'm not gonna discredit you for that shop but you could have been watching <laughs> video games so i'm gonna i'm gonna fill you in on some deets i appreciate shop. it so uh ghosts of tsushima is an upcoming uh action third person adventure game uh essentially well it's made by a uh, sucker punch first of all let's get the uh the name out there of the developer it's a think red dead redemption shop but uh, samurai warriors so the uh the gameplay trailer shop uh sure as heck showed off a heck of a lot i'm pulling it up right now as a matter of fact i'm gonna mute it however just so i don't start yelling into the microphone <laughs> um but the, the gameplay trailer opens essentially focusing on exploration. So it shows uh, the, the, uh, the main protagonist on top of a mountain looking over uh, the vast hills, lots of spilling smoke in the area, lots of uh, fun little things to go look at. You know, there's a village down there. There's some forests down there. A lot of cool things to look at. And essentially it's, it's really focusing on the exploration aspect. Um, you can use the wind to guide you, Shaf, to, to essentially tell you where to go. So if you pulled up the open world map instead of marker and you lose your way, you just ask the wind to show you where you're going, man. How can it get easier than that? I tried that earlier outside. I ended up in an area of Sedona I have never been before. So it did not work in real life. All right. It did not work. <laughs> um. And then, essentially, the, the, the meat and potatoes, even though the exploration looks really great, and not just looks great like looks fun, the game itself just looks beautiful, Sean. It really does. Um, the main meat of this gameplay trailer focused on the two modes of play that you could really tackle. So it shows uh, the main character attack, attacking a village, or excuse me, uh, a seaport, twice it shows him going in guns blazing so to speak 
obviously this is a samurai game, there's no swords, but essentially walking into this camp head on, people coming at him, he's got his sword out, he's just slashing, he's just being badass, kicking ass, taking names, cutting people's arms off, cutting people's legs off, just stabbing people, but essentially <laughs> going in action, balls out, Shaf. But then it says, or you can do it uh, as the dishonorable ghost, Shaf, which is essentially uh, you can be a sneaky sneakerson mm-hmm. and you can climb on the buildings and you can throw little firecrackers to distract people and shoot your arrows and do like little stealth kills. And let me tell you, <laughs> watching watching the action part of the trailer, I mean, it looks fun. Don't get me wrong. This game looks fun. But anybody who knows me or loyal listeners of the show oh yeah, know that the, the stealth action genre of video games, that is my absolute favorite. Like, you got your Splinter Cells. You got your Assassin's Creed before those games went to shit. You got everything in between. Your Metal Gears. But this game, when he's being the dishonorable ghost, Shaf, um, well, let's just say it made me happy in pants. <laughs> it looks Hopefully uh, you're not doing freaking... a Japanese impression right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Every time I hear hear the phrase "happy in pants," it's I think of the movie uh, "Not Another Teen Movie." That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it makes me very happy in pants. <laughs> uh, but man, I mean, this game looks beautiful, and essentially, it's coming out soon, man. It's coming out uh, July 17th. I know on the PlayStation Four. So, Perfect uh, time for paternity leave. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, and that's just the that's just the start of it, man. Um, so, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to read the official description for you guys. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is an open world game centering around the last samurai on Tsushima Island before the first Mongol invasion of Japan in the year 1274. The in-game combat is similar to that of a samurai movie, and it even gives users the ability to play in a mode that displays the world in a grainy black and white uh, sort of film noir. Armor can be customized, giving different mechanical advantages to the user based on their playing style. Oh, that reminds me, Shaf. At the very end of the trailer, it goes into how you can customize your guy and all the advantages of the armor that you pick. And how you can use that to tackle any given situation. Um, I got to tell you. I am looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima being the next game that takes me a little over a year and a half to beat. (laughs) For sure. I'm absolutely getting this game. There's no doubt about it. This game is going to end up in my PS4. I'm going to insert it slowly. And it will will (laughs) not leave. And then I'm going to take it out. I'm not even going to take it out. And then I'm gonna take it. I'm not even gonna take it out (laughs) until until my significant other sees me, and then I'm in big trouble. Why are you Why are you playing with the PlayStation with no pants on? I told you you to knock before you came in. I'm playing Ghost of Sushi. (laughs) You said you were going to the store to get sushi, Ma. No. Gosh. (laughs) Um. The the uh, samurai the cinematic samurai like option where it's black and white and the wind is like it's like windy and raining and you can have by the way one thing I thought was really cool the one one part of the trailer that I do 
remember like listening to or whatever was they were talking about how they have Japanese voice actors as well. Oh yes. And so the game, you can play the game in authentic Japanese the whole way through and have subtitles. Now the idea of subtitles for some can be a little bit cumbersome because you're focused on the words and not what's happening on the screen. Sometimes you, you kind of get lost. Like, well, what am I supposed to be looking at? But that to me seems like an extremely cool and authentic way to play this game. Yeah. Like I, you're right. That, that seems like a, a, a I don't want to say a huge selling point, but a nice little, a nice little cherry on top of the Sunday that this game is going to be. So oh, I yeah. feel like I'm leaning towards that's probably how I'll play the game. Me too. But we'll see. We'll see when the game actually comes out. Of course. Yeah. But very this, exciting, dude. This is very exciting. And now there was another bit of a video game news that dropped completely out of nowhere today that I know made you happy in pants. It made me very happy in pants. Why don't you, uh, <laughs> why don't you lay that on us? All right. So the one video game system I've been able to play consistently without having a television has been my near and dear, my second or third love, my Nintendo Switch. And uh, it's been awesome. And uh, one thing that Nintendo Switch has been missing is a, a, a certain version of Mario. Mm-hmm. The, a version of Mario that uh, I really super duper enjoyed on GameCube, I think was the last time I played a, a version of this game. But um, the game I'm talking about is Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Now, Paper Mario, believe it or not, we haven't seen anything from Paper Mario, that series, for quite some time. Uh, and I believe the last thing was on the Wii U, uh, and I believe it was called Paper Mario on the Wii U. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name. You know, I saw it in an article, but it's not in the article that I have in front of me. That's okay. That's right. I'll, I'll Google it while you talk yeah, about it. Not important. Not important. Um, but what's really cool is we found out that the Nintendo Switch is going to be home to the Paper Mario debut called The Origami King. Now, this game came out of literally nowhere. Nintendo has been completely tight-lipped. There's been rumors, of course, about some... uh, There's been rumors of a Paper Mario title. There's been rumors of 3D remasters of various Super Mario games. But this news coming with a trailer coming with a release date and the release date being two months from now is just bonkers and amazing. So this game is going to launch on the Nintendo switch on July 17th. The, uh, the game that you were thinking of, uh, paper Mario on the Wii U was called paper Mario color splash. Thank you. Color splash. And I believe that game, I'd never played it, but I believe that game sort of went away from a lot of the RPG elements of paper Mario to, to a more of an action adventure type platformer, which, uh, which I'm, I'm cool with. I liked it being an, an RPG as well. I remember playing the thousand year door on GameCube. And let me tell you, that game was freaking mm-hmm. awesome. I love that game. This, uh, this trailer, for Paper Mario, uh, origami, the Origami King. It's a me, the Origami King. <laughs> Woohoo! I mean, it looks really good. Like the the origami style, obviously, is very interesting looking. But like, obviously, the the Nintendo Switch isn't the most powerful system out there. I mean, it's it's no it's no Ghost of Tsushima in terms of graphics, but. The way it's it's presenting itself in this origami style, 
and just the the art style in general. I mean, I, it looks really good to me. It does. Like it looks like real pieces of paper folded up into into Princess Peach. Well, and, and like bad cool guys is, and stuff. What's cool is they they're using technology that they've already sort of perfected. I mean, you've got Yoshi's Crafted World on mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, and I did play the demo of that game and there's a lot of similarities. The the 2D environment, the the sort of cardboard cutouts or paper or, you know, just the idea of that is all sort of present in that game. So it kind of seems like they're definitely taking it to the next level with Origami King. Um, Let me briefly read the premise of Mm -hmm. this game. And then we'll kind of go into maybe your favorite parts of the trailer. But uh, it says... Mario faces one of his most thrilling challenges yet in Paper Mario, the Origami King. When he, when the, when the dangerous King Ollie unleashes his plan to fold the entire world. (laughs) Just when matters couldn't get worse, he's bound Princess Peach's castle in giant colored streamers. Don't you hate when that happens? And (laughs) transported it to a distant mountain. He's even transformed Bowser's minions into folded soldiers and enlisted them to his into his treacherous cause. So this trailer has a unique dynamic in that it looks like Mario is going to team up with Bowser. Yeah, Bowser's a little folded piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, it, look, it looks like Bowser kind of got uh he got messed with by the origami king. He got shafted. Kinoli. Yeah. Um, this like, game looks uh, really cool, though. There's a new there's a new uh, ring based battle system, uh, mm-hmm. which is just sort of, I guess, supposed to allow you to maximize damage you do when you're facing off against various enemies. Um, if it plays like older Paper Mario games, then there usually is that RPG battle element where it's sort of turn based. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it does that. I'm not sure. Uh, it seems more like an action adventure platformer from the trailer, but that battle system does lend itself. So maybe that's more like mini boss battles or something like that. I'm not sure. Maybe like that was the the turn based uh, battle systems from the older games. As much as you know, the games look good and I'm, are critically acclaimed. Like for me, that's the the real only turn off because I found I got sort of bored of that pretty fast. And not just not because of the the game or anything like that, but even other games that have it, like um, like uh, South Park, for example, the fractured. Thank you. Hole. I was thinking of South Park. Um, I mean, it sort of gets a little repetitive for my taste and so i i don't hate it at first but i find that my like attention on the game tends to dwindle after a while um so hopefully they change it up a little bit that really captures my attention because the game certainly looks good it looks interesting my favorite part of the trailer is at the very beginning because it has such a weird tone for a mario game where princess peach comes out all folded and there's like a real sort of like ominous sort of like bleak music going on in the background oh yeah and she's like will you crease yourself and be reborn like (laughs) me (laughs) and of course mario says no and she goes wrong answer right answer it matters not your replies are all paper thin (laughs) she's there she's there with the puns even though she's all folded up so i mean it's the the tone at the beginning (laughs) i was like wow what is this what is this game? So, so do you think that she's been possessed or do you think that's like, Oh, she's um, possessed, man. Okay. Cause she's folded. Yo, she's folded. Anybody who's yeah. folded is possessed. That's them's the rules. It seems like the game lets you pick an answer, but it, 
I think that the response is clearly the same regardless. That's why it says right answer, wrong answer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> or I would you love say, it if, yeah, sure. I'll fold myself. That sounds fine. <laughs> if Game they over. did like a, <laughs> gosh, I think it was Arkham, Arkham City. There's a point in Arkham City where Batman gets trapped and you're playing as Catwoman and it's like you can go to the left and save Batman or you can go to the right and like take all the <laughs> take all like the 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 booty that you're stealing or whatever it was she was stealing. And if you took the right option and you decided to just leave Bruce Wayne, like it would show Catwoman walking into the city and then the credits for the game would just roll. <laughs> like the game was over. But then after the credits rolled, it like rewound and like put you back into the option of like saving Bruce Wayne. So I'm like, that's what I think. Like, do you want to be folded? And Mario says yes. And it's just like, okay, folded. Game over. (laughs) That would be the best way to handle that. (laughs) That's why they were able to get the game out so fast. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But anyway, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to this game. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have our... um, our plates full with video games, Shaf. I mean, you're going to have your Paper Marios. You're going to have your Ghost of Tsushima. You're going to have your Last of Us Part 2s coming out a month ahead of that, Shaf. I know. And I'm uh, going to have a baby. <laughs> you're going to have a damn baby. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do, Shaf. No, nah, I'm screwed, man. We're going to have to figure it out. But I know one thing you can do, Shaf. You can sit down. You can turn on your Disney Plus. And you can watch a little movie. Well, it's not a movie technically, but it is a movie. Uh, let's just say it's a a, a a video presentation, excuse me, a recording of, uh, dare I say, one of the most popular musicals in modern history. That's right. I'm talking about Annie. Shaf, you're going to go to Easy Street, buddy. Easy, Easy Street. Easy Street. Okay, it's not Annie. <laughs> but uh, uh, worldwide sensation Hamilton. I'm sure do, you've heard do, of it. Do, 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 do. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence impoverished oh squalor like, grow up to be a hero and Link a scholar? Song, the ten dollar founding father without a you know father, what got a lot father. Why don't you? <laughs> Cut that and insert just a scotch of Weird Al's version right about now. A lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter by 14. They placed him in charge of the trading charter. Alexander Hamilton. My name is Alexander Hamilton. And there's a million things I haven't done. But just you wait. Just you wait. And we're back. <laughs> Did uh, Shaf remember to do that? I'm ready to know. We'll see. <laughs> Weird Al we'll after. Weird Al. 44 minutes and 10 seconds in-ish or so. <laughs> anyway, Hamilton uh, is coming to Disney+. Plus. Shaf. I'm so excited so, uh, about that. I've been waiting for this. So, well, I'll tell you my thoughts in a second. Well, let me give you a little deep. So Disney <laughs> Disney announced uh, on Tuesday, so earlier this week, it plans to stream a filmed version of the stage production uh, beginning July 3rd on Disney+. Plus. So three months ago, Shaf, if you don't remember, I believe we reported on this on Geek, so to speak. Or at the very least, the Geek, so to speak, Facebook page. Shout out to the Geek, so to speak, Facebook page. That uh, Disney announced it was preparing the film for a release in October. Well, obviously, Shaf, the world has changed. 
theaters aren't exactly a thing right now. And on top of that, you've got, well, the cancellation of Broadway. Broadway isn't a thing anymore. Uh, so this, this show's not making money. It's making money nowhere. Community theaters, not that the show was anywhere close to being put on in community theaters yet, but it's not like they can put it to community theaters to make some money either. So what are they going to do? Well, they're going to go ahead and fast track this sucker so you can have it in your homes right away. So uh, Disney chairman Robert Iger, uh, your favorite person in the whole wide world, Chaf, uh, <laughs> said on Twitter, in this very difficult time, the story of leadership, tenacity, hope, love, and power of people to unite against adversity is both relevant and inspiring. So, uh, the movie consists largely of filmed performances featuring the original Broadway cast shot at Richard Rogers Theater in June of 2016. Uh, the film, like the stage production, is directed by Thomas Kael, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who also wrote the musical and stars in the title role. Uh, I asked my wife if she was excited about Hamilton because uh, she absolutely loved this show. Uh, when it came out, and uh, we have seen it. Uh, we did see it together on a traveling production, so I asked her, are you excited to see this movie? And her her response was, and I quote, "I when I saw it, I saw the original cast, so it's not like I'm, I'm seeing something I haven't seen before. Very smugly. <laughs> That's how she replied to me. Wait with a that. minute, though. You guys saw a traveling production. That no, mean we saw, saw a traveling production. She saw it in its original form in 2016. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. She went to New York uh, the year on 2016 for New Year's Eve. So she was there for like a week with her family, um. and so she managed to score Hamilton tickets somehow. Uh, I'm sure she spent an arm and a leg, uh, and she and she saw the original cast. Uh, That's awesome. So Good she likes her. to brag about that. So that's like too. her humble brag. Uh, my experience with Hamilton, Shaw, uh, as you know, first and foremost, mainly consists of the Weird Al uh, polka medley. Uh, <laughs> but on top of that, we did see Hamilton. When I saw Hamilton with my wife. I made a point of not listening to any of the music because that's what I like to do, Shaw. Uh, like Book of Mormon, for example. Outside of the songs you couldn't get away from, I made a point of not listening to it because I wanted to go in and experience the show fresh, like it was meant to be experienced. At least in my eyes, how it was meant to be experienced. So I did the same thing with Hamilton. I was not familiar with uh, the music or the story of Hamilton outside of the pieces that you couldn't really escape from, especially since I was an active member in the Arizona theater community. And all these little teenagers who would do shows would be like, Hamilton, Hamilton, it's so good, Hamilton, I love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was, uh, let's just say I didn't, I, I wasn't in love with it. Like everybody else was. But that's just you me. You just find it to be too um, kitschy, like it was like a gimmick? Well, I, no, not necessarily, because like hip hop or rap, I don't really consider a gimmick. It's, it's a music style, and it's modern. So like, why wouldn't modern musicals reflect modern music? You know what I mean? But 
my problem with it, I think the real reason why I had a hard time enjoying it is despite the fact that we had great seats and that, you know, we could see the people, the, the, the spit coming out of their mouths. I just had a hard time understanding some of the dialogue because um. the whole thing is sung and the whole thing is uh, rapped, so to speak. So I don't necessarily know if I can attribute that to the, the music itself or the actors delivering the music. But sometimes, at least through good portions, I would have a hard time following because I was having a hard time understanding what they were saying. But since then, I've listened to the, the soundtrack and, you know, I'm more familiar, familiar with the story. Um, it's not my favorite musical. Still, despite the fact now that I have a better understanding of the lyrics and what's actually going on. But it's not bad. I don't dislike it. And there's some good songs. Um, so I'm sure we'll check it out on our end. But what about you? I know you guys, you and SSG, are both Hamelheads, as uh, you guys call yourselves in that circle. Uh, so you guys must be real excited. Oh, yeah. We love this musical Hamiltons. <laughs> Just made good one. Put that on the you. Put that in the show notes. Um, yeah, you know what? I actually really, really, really like this musical. Um, I think that, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is pretty much a genius by all intents, for all intents and purposes. He is a genius. Uh, the dude, I don't know how his brain works the way it does, but I think he's, he's got it going on. Um, super excited about this. I'm definitely going to tune in. Uh, technically July 3rd is the expected due date for baby Shafet. So that's, uh, so many good things are coming in, uh, coming in July. It's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be a good be month a busy for you. Month. That's right. <laughs> a real good month for you. All right. What else is going on out there in the world of geek news? Okay. So, 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 so let's see here. Let's talk briefly about, <laughs> let's talk briefly about, um, another thing. <laughs> that uh, is going to be on Disney Plus. I was okay. going to talk about something else, but I figured, no, I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. So we were talking about Disney Plus, uh-huh. and um, there's a show that Wonder Rob still has yet to finish, and oh, it's man. called The Mandalorian. That's right. <laughs> we were, we were gonna going to have me talk about it this week, but <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Finish it. We'll talk about it next week instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Which then we can use that intro song that you finally that you had put together. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Star Wars: The Mandalorian, uh, this wonderful TV show on Disney Plus, is actually going to be bringing back a character who we thought met his untimely demise in Return of the Jedi. That's right. We're bringing back Lando. No, just kidding. Oh, uh, we're bringing back. We're bringing back the the fat guy who falls into the Rancor pit, um, and gets eaten alive. He's like a little like green, uh, like pig looking thing. The Gamorrean guard. You know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. Um, anyways, or, or, or. No, that or, or, or. that's not who I'm talking about. Who I'm talking about is Boba Fett. That's oh. right. So back in uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. the greatest of the Star Wars movies, uh, everyone thinks it. I'm not, Obviously. I'm not alone. It's the, it's the best one, all right? There's no better Star Wars movies. Maybe the second best Star Wars movie is Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and by best, I mean <laughs> they're both horrible. Donald, uh, how did you get in here? We're recording a podcast. On, they always keep me on standby. <laughs> 
It's not like I'm running a country or anything. Uh, But anyways, uh, so Attack of the Clones actor who played Jango Fett, the Mm -hmm. father of Boba Fett, and also the source of all the clones for the clone army, uh, Temura Morrison has been cast as Boba Fett in season two of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. So he's going to be back. Now, it's going to be apparently a small role. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's saying that the character was teased at the end of the season one episode, The Gunslinger. Oh, spoilers. Okay. For me. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, that episode ha- featured a shadowy figure. Uh, hanging around uh, somebody else. I'm not going to say anything more. Okay. Um, Chewbacca. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so, uh, what what, 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 what do you think about uh, Boba Fett coming back? I I mean, mean, last time we saw him, he was getting uh, digested for a thousand years inside the body of a Sarlacc. Well, yes. Um, You took the exact words out of my mouth, Sean. (laughs) The last time we saw him, he was being digested for the, a thousand years in the uh, mouth of a sarlacc. Uh, so I don't really know what I think <laughs> about this. Like, I want to see, like, like when he shows up and they're like, weren't you being digested for a thousand years in the mouth of a sarlacc? And then it does, like, a family guy style, like, cutaway to him, like, n- being pooped out. Be like, whoa. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> hey, it reminds back. me of the time when I was getting digested by a shellac. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, I don't really know what to think. I'm really, uh, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the verbal gymnastics that they spit out to to justify <laughs> the resurrection of Boba Fett. I, I don't I want to give a quick shout out to um I think it was Darth Vibbert who said this. I think he said that Boba Fett is whack. <laughs> shout out to our corrections department, Darth Vibbert, for the hot take. I like <laughs> that. Because usually one thing <laughs> one thing about Darth Vibbert is the dude loves everything. Like he doesn't have a bad take about anything. And that's what we love about Darth Vader. And that's great. And, but then when it came to Boba Fett, he suddenly dude had some serious opinions. Boba Fett is whack. <laughs> 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 so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I just want to put that on your radar, fellow geeks, that uh, Boba Fett did not die. He's coming back and he's got, he's got things to do. He's, he's got something to do. Speaking of something to do, Shaf, I got something for you to do uh, this uh, coming August. What do you think, Shaf? What do you think? Uh, Let me tell you. So there's a highly anticipated uh, Disney slash Marvel slash Fox movie that we have been on the edge of our seat waiting for. Uh, Safe to say for the past, gosh, four years Five years, maybe. How many? Uh, it's it's a time. Time is a construct, Shaf. So <laughs> we don't really know anymore. But finally, and I use finally uh, with air quotes. Finally, there is a air quotes release date for the air quotes highly anticipated movie, 
The New Mutants. I just, uh, doing all this air code stuff reminded me of that sketch on Saturday Night Live with Chris Farley, who's like, so I don't take a shower, and I don't <laughs> use deodorant. <laughs> I don't brush my teeth regularly. <laughs> <laughs> it flies above the audience for no reason. Anyway, New Mutants <laughs> is finally getting a release date on August 28th. So, uh, Shaf, as you know, uh, New Mutants, I think, has probably the uh, the the title of most delays for any given movie. Uh, it was originally set to debut April thirteenth, twenty eighteen. We would have done it for a geek movie torture by now, Shaf. Uh, but then it was pushed to February twenty second of twenty nineteen, followed by August second, twenty nineteen, followed by April third of this year. Uh, can you guess Yikes. why it did, never got released, Shaf? I'll tell you why. Because of the uh, worldwide pandemic. But now, uh, the movie has been pushed back yet again <laughs> to August. So, uh, here, here's a, an interesting little factoid that I was reading, Shaf, is that uh, despite the fact that there were pre-order uh, links for this on Amazon, which were... Uh, Promptly taken down. Uh, just, but there is actually... The pre-order link is still available in the UK. For any of our UK listeners out there. Um, I was reading an article that was essentially... Going in, into the, the finer details of these uh, these Fox movies with Disney. Not just Marvel movies, but just Fox movies in general. And that, as it turns out, Disney... As part of their agreement with buying these Fox movies, anything that was in the can or finished, that Disney is obligated to put them out in theaters uh, as part of their agreement of buying Fox. Oh. So we might just see this in theaters no matter what. It might be, you know, uh, in August. It might be next August. It might be 10 or 20 years from now. Uh, but... I'm, I'm thinking we'll probably see it in theaters before anything else. So uh, look forward to the episode of Geek, so to speak, on or around August 28th this year, guys. Just <laughs> calling we... it, it'll probably be a geek movie torture, which will be the first geek movie torture we have before we actually have seen the movie. We will already be calling it geek movie torture. So any uh, any predictions on the reason why we won't why this movie will be delayed again? Yes. The resurgence of coronavirus. Ooh, all right, that's fair. That's fair, that's fair. Um, I'm going to guess this movie will be delayed yet again because um, one of the actors in the movie will uh, be exposed for uh, sexual harassment uh, via Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein. That's the reason. And then there'll be a big coup over the actor or actress and then they'll be canceled, and then they'll be like, well, they're in this new Mutants movie. What do we do with it? And then it'll get held. That's my prediction. <laughs> and then they go through reshoots. <laughs> they can't even do reshoots. They, the actors have aged out from the, <laughs> the ages they were when they made this. Oh, anyway, so uh, look forward to New Mutants again, maybe, uh, in August. August 28th, everybody. All, All right. right. I and think we've final... got a... 
Yes, one more, one yeah. more, right, Chef? One more piece. One more, one more article, yeah. One more story, real quick, uh, for our fans out there that are big DC Comics fans and are enjoying the CW DC Universe, we got some updates on when you're going to be able to see those shows coming back. Now, typically, a show would return in the fall. That's mm-hmm. what we're used to, right? Shows start in the fall, they end in the spring or the summer, and that's that. But... Most of the CW DC universe will not return until 2021, which means that we're not going to see anything until next year. And as far as crossovers go, the last crossover we had and we reviewed it on the podcast was uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which featured literally everybody in across all of the shows, including a bunch of cameos from various shows from yesteryear uh, and uh, alternate universes and different earths it was quite a a huge crossover and they're gonna scale down going forward which i think is the right move because you can't get bigger than crisis on infinite earths when it comes to dc comics so um if you were looking for more dc cw uh let me tell you what's going to go what's going to happen here so um we're not going to see anything until january 2021 now we're talking about batwoman Black Lightning, The Flash, a new show called Superman and Lois, because uh, none of us apparently watched The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Uh, I don't think this show is going to go very well because we don't need it. We don't need Superman and Lois. That's my that's my hot take on that. But we're going to get it anyway. Um some information about the actual uh, game plan. So January, 2021, here's how the week is going to look. So Sundays will feature Batwoman, mm-hmm. uh, And then uh, Mondays will have black lightning. Tuesdays will have the flash and Superman and Lois. And then uh, the rest of the week is going to be comprised of other DC. I'm sorry, other uh, CW shows, but not DC comics related. Um, Some other cool news related to CW schedule, though, is that we are going to get the final episodes of Supernatural coming in the fall. And uh, Supernatural is what? And they're like 47th season, I think. It's been around for quite a while. Yeah, so we're going to get those final episodes. And then also DC Universe's Swamp Thing. (laughs) (laughs) which we've talked about previously. Actually, uh, the rights to that show were purchased by CW, and now that will be, the complete season will be airing on the CW in the fall. So... (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Now, here's my hot take as well, is if they have have Swamp Thing now, if that's, like, going to be a thing going forward, then my hope is that John Constantine and Swamp Thing can go hang out, and then they can do their whole... um, uh, Justice League Dark situation um, with that. But who knows? Who knows what will happen with that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, if you do need a little bit more of a fix as far as your CW shows, uh, the current run of episodes, Supergirl and Batwoman will have their season finales on May 17th, mm-hmm. and then Legends of Tomorrow will happen on June 2nd. So that's uh, soak those up because that's the last of the DC shows you're going to get for quite some time. Ooh. Sorry, DC fanboys. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough uh, geek news for today. We only got so much time, Shaf. So, uh, Let's do this. Let's take a little, little teensy little break. 
Let's let these guys know where they can find us on social medias. And then when we come back, we're going to dive into our featured topic of today. We're going to talk about Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Snoochie Boochies. We'll be right back. Bong. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. That's right. We are back. We are talking Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, this movie. <laughs> this yeah. Movie. Snoochies to the boochies, everybody. That's right. Snoogins to you, Wonder Rob. Snoogins to you. Um, now, this movie is comes in a long line of other movies uh, re- related to the characters Jay and Silent Bob and their various friends and people they've interacted with. And Wonder Rob has some really interesting information that he gathered for well, what is known as the View Askewniverse. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, the View Askewniverse, for uh, those of you who are not familiar, although I imagine if you're familiar with Jane and Bob, you might already be, but let's uh, let's give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know. The Viewisk Universe Shop is a fictional universe created by Kevin Smith, who is the writer and director of all these movies, uh, and Jane and Bob are featured in uh, several of these movies. Kevin Smith has uh, gone on to make non-Viewisku movies uh, like Cop Out, the uh, the classic uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, Tracy Morgan uh, comedy, <laughs> which everybody loves, or Jersey Girl. I don't know if you remember that one when uh, when uh, I almost said Brad Pitt when Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were the talk of Tinseltown. Uh, but we're not talking about those movies. We're talking about the Viewisk Universe movies. So Jay and Silent Bob uh, as a duo, the uh, the titular stoners, the lovable potheads that everybody seems to. Seems to have, uh, well, loving feelings for. Uh, first appeared in the movies Clerks in 1994. Kevin Smith's first movie uh, have since appeared in Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. Uh, they were in Scream 3, Shaft. Just a little trivia for you there. Uh, of course, they're in Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which we're going to talk about. And they're going to be in the upcoming Clerks 3 and the upcoming sequel to Mallrats called Twilight of the Mallrats. Whew, that was a mouthful, Shaf. That was a mouthful. <laughs> uh, before we get into Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, I'm just curious with your experience with uh, the Viewisk universe or just Kevin Smith movies in general, Shaw. Um, so my knowledge of Kevin Smith view skew universe movies, I've seen bits and pieces of mall rats. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen all of Dogma. I actually used to own Dogma. That is definitely my favorite of the VUSC universe movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but it was a long time ago. I only saw it once, and I don't remember enjoying it. I remember it being a chore to watch, and that kind of prevented me from holding on to the memories of it. It's almost like it was a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And so my brain like pushed it out. Uh, I've never seen clerks two or any of the clerks movies. And, uh, now I've seen Jane silent Bob reboot because right. I owed it to Kevin Smith to give him a chance with this movie. I, 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 I had said enough on previous episodes of the podcast and it was about time for me to, to eat some crow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, out of all those movies, I like Dogma a lot. Uh, Dogma came out in 1999, so you and I were uh, were in high school around that time that movie came out. Uh, me personally, as a as a younger child, I went to Catholic school, uh, so a lot of the material in Dogma I found pretty interesting. Pretty interesting take. I was out of Catholic school by then, uh, but the the take on the material was was really interesting to me so much, in fact, that. Uh, when it came out on home video, I, uh, I brought it home and I wanted my mom to watch it. I said, mom, you're going to like it. This is, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's about Catholicism. It's got a really interesting take on it. You know, I think, I think you might enjoy it. And yeah, it's a, I mean, they swear a little bit, mom, but you know, uh, my mom, uh, for those of you who don't know, which would be everybody out there, uh, is an angel straight from heaven. So she doesn't really swear. She, she's a, she's so sweet, uh, and, uh, and loving that she put, uh, she put the detergent industry out of business and I'll just say, leave it at that. Um, so (laughs) I, I decided I was going to show my mom dogma and she made it all the way up until Jay and Silent Bob showed up, uh, and they, uh, they're with, uh, the main character of the movie whose name I'm totally blanking on right now. Uh, but the the last living descendant of Christ, uh, and they're with her in a diner, and this is not a joke. This is exactly what happened. There's a line in the movie where Jay looks this girl, this woman, in the face, and she says, "So is it true that chicks fart when you blast them in the ass?" <laughs> and my mom stood up, straight up, walked to the VCR and stopped it and said, "No more of this." We're not watching this. <laughs> then walked away. Now that's like the movie is already pretty crass up until that point, but that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. So anytime I think of the movie Dogma, I always remember that moment. My mom was like, "No, we're, we're no, no, we're not. I'm done watching this." Uh, very funny to me. Uh, but out of the View Universe movies, my my favorite ones are probably the Clerks. Movies, Clerks One, uh, you know, is a classic to me. Clerks Two is a is a rare sequel that is just as good, if not better, than the original movie, excluding Marvel movies, of course. Um, so I would definitely, at the very least, recommend the Clerks movies to you, Shop. Um, but what's really interesting to me is you going into Jay and Silent Bob reboot, because uh, if you thought watching Avengers Endgame without having seen any of the other movies for context. Would be tough. Uh, I got news for you folks. Jane Silent Bob reboot going in without any context for anything uh, is I would I would say double if not triple the difficulty level of really understanding or appreciating everything because this is the most self referential like and I mean this 
not to be too crass, but, you know, self-referential, you know, Kevin Smith jerking himself off movie probably that he's ever made. Oh, and yeah. So, <laughs> I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts on this movie, but let, let me throw a couple of facts at you, Shaw, like I like okay. to do when we talk about movies. Absolutely. So this movie... Uh, was officially quote unquote released October fifteenth of twenty nineteen in one theater shop, in one theater and made a cool ninety three thousand five hundred and twenty dollars. Um, it went on to tour the countries in select cities and theaters uh, as the Jay and Silent Bob Road Show, which toured from October nineteenth twenty nineteen to February twenty sixth of twenty twenty and made a cool four point five million dollars on that tour uh, with an additional uh, hundred and one thousand internationally. Uh, essentially. Bringing the worldwide gross to about four point seven million dollars against a budget of ten million dollars, Shaf. So, uh, yikes! I mean, this movie ten million dollars is a pretty lean budget, like even for independent movie standards. But I mean, it was a labor of love of Kevin Smith, so maybe it was worth it. Maybe it will be a cult classic. It's, I mean. I'm not sure. I didn't have the numbers or couldn't find the numbers on how well it's doing on VOD and on Blu-ray if it's come close to, you know, at least breaking even, excuse me, but I'm sure it will eventually. Uh, and it currently has a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, with a 94% audience score. Shaf. Uh, but I'm not I interested in the 90 love it. Oh, say it again. I was like, 94% audiences seem to love it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not interested in that 94% audience score. I'm in t- I'm interested in the percentage, the Shaft percentage score. Because <laughs> I know what you thought of this movie. At least, I, okay, I don't know what you thought of this movie. But I have a, I certainly got an idea of what you thought of this movie when you started watching it. Yeah, usually, I, I wasn't. Usually you keep your <laughs> no. opinions to yourself until it's Yeah, usually time. I'm kind of tight-lipped. But this time around, I was... I could not keep it to myself. I had to share. I had to share what I thought. I had to share how much I was hating myself for watching this movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, real quick, the movie is its essentially the same plot as Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which is the joke of the movie. It's a reboot. Uh, Jane Silent Bob... Um, must make a trip to Hollywood because their their characters based on their likenesses, Bluntman and Chronic are being put into a feature film and Jay and Silent Bob are heading to Hollywood to stop their production of the movie so they can get their names back. That's the plot. It's a road trip movie with these two stone stone stony stone stonies. Okay. That being said, I know you've got notes, Shaf. You watched it I do. fresh. I watched it fresh again today. I watched it when it first came out on Blu-ray because I didn't get to see the road show. Um, but okay, I'll, since since you're new to the Viewers universe and you again are watching this movie pretty much out of context in that regard, tell tell us what you thought. All right, so I I separated my notes into a few different categories. I had things I liked, things I didn't like. Okay things I felt sorry about and a thing I loved. <laughs> I'm really interested in the things you felt sorry about, <laughs> but we'll get okay. to that. Cause that's, yeah, we'll that's get a little that. odd category. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So start, starting off with things I liked, cause usually, uh, usually I, I, I tend to just butcher movies. I, I dislike. So I'm going to okay. focus first on the things I, I enjoyed. I happen to really like Jason Lee. I think he's, 
he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lot of fun. I love, I love whenever he's in a movie. So the fact that he was there, first of all, I was like, okay, cool. Despite the Scientology is. stuff. Yeah. Despite the Scientology. All right. Um, him defending the MCU, uh, <laughs> was very funny to me. And I was, I was like right there for it. <laughs> How he was talking about, he, pre- he prefers to watch it over Pornhub and he comes twice as hard or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the whole setup is he's talking about how reboots and sequels are just the worst thing. And yeah. then they could, they're like, like Marvel movies. Right. And then he gets real serious. He's like, Marvel movies are the best thing to ever happen to modern cinema. Yeah, don't you ever fucking say anything. Bad <laughs> <laughs> so that I was laughing at that and that was pretty early on in the movie. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll take it. Um, Justin Long, uh, in the movie as the attorney representing and also prosecuting <laughs> Jay yeah. and Silent Bob, um, which was f- kind of a funny thing, but his, <laughs> his grinder name, Dick Wolfer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really laughed hard on that. One. <laughs> Why? Where do I remember him doing that voice before? I've seen him do that voice before. Oh, that's just a, like, yeah, it's definitely a common Justin Long voice. I, well, I can't pluck the, the specific example out of the top of my head. It's, I'm right there with you. That's something that he's done before. Okay. Sure. I think he's done it on, maybe it was, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I think he might've done it on that show. If he was on that show. <laughs> Where he talks like this. It's very, very, yo, 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 yo. We'll let the corrections <laughs> department get back to us on that one where he's done the voice yeah. before. Um, the Chris Hemsworth line where he's like, where she says, I'd let him, I'd let Chris Hemsworth fuck me till I was Thor. That's, that's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're sort of jumping around here in the movie. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to this. Okay. Let me just preface something. This movie has no plot. Has no plot whatsoever. It, It is, it is devoid of plot. What it has is a bunch of vignettes. It has a bunch of little sequences to get uh, people's rocks off on various cameos. That's what this movie is. It's, and it's, in jokes. Yeah, a bunch of in jokes. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really focus on the plot because it is so convoluted. Um, I was like, oh my God, what? I'm like an hour and a half in and I have no idea what their ultimate goal here is with this. So um, <clears throat> I loved the Matt Damon Loki cameo. Mm-hmm. Because of his uh, born puns, his born identity puns were, were pretty funny. He said uh, the, I was Loki before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my reborn identity. Um, <laughs> the meta concept of a reboot movie in a reboot movie. So that was cool to me. I was like, I get what you're doing with uh, doing it with uh, Kevin Smith. I get it. Uh, the Method Man, Red Man scene had an extra like impact on me because, of course, I'm about to be a dad. So I was like, oh, this these I wouldn't have expected to get like a a, a good message out of this movie. <laughs> but yeah. So, again, if you if for the people who may not have seen it, it's, it's essentially a scene where Jay gets tricked into taking edibles and passes out and then has a dream where his heroes, Method Man and Red Man, are there. And the whole premise uh, the loosely plot is that Jay finds out he has a daughter that yes. is a, an 18 year old. And so he's never been a dad. He's only just met this person. And so Method Man and Red Men are talking to him about the importances of being a father and that you don't have to be somebody's father to be their dad or the other way around. 
<laughs> I might be getting the, the the terms mixed up. You don't have to be somebody's dad to be a father. You don't have to be somebody's father to be a dad. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, Method Man and Red Man were pretty funny in that scene. Yeah, the whole like shooting off loads and stuff that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, that whole, by the way, that side plot of like the Jays, a dad, and didn't know it, and blah blah blah. It reminded me too much of Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty much the same. It's close. <laughs> it's close. I mean, this a road trip storyline going to find this daughter that he didn't know he had. Uh, I mean, it's it's all it's all just it's close. I don't want to necessarily call it a ripoff because it's the same plot as Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, just minus the parent part. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. So that is true. Um, I liked Fred Armisen's character. Fred Armisen plays a. Uh, uh, kind of like an Uber driver. What's the ride me now? I think is yeah, ride the, me uh, now is what it's called. Is the name of the app that they use. Um, and he is a failed um, merchandising food, merchandising, like entrepreneur. Uh, he had these tater tots that he was calling hater tots. And he thought that girls were really into tiger beat magazines and brats dolls and everything. And he, <laughs> and he finds out that that's not the case. So now he basically gives out tater tots to all of his passengers on his rides. Um, and when he comes back with a vengeance after Jay and silent Bob have stolen his car and he got arrested for having one of their joints. Um, and he's on the top of the car yelling hater tots filled with hate hate and he's throwing the hater top I'm, i was laughing I, was I love it when he he's reading the review to them he's like who okay who wrote this who, who wrote this it's <laughs> very funny to me the way he delivers those lines is is very funny because fred armison to me no discredit to him because obviously he's very funny uh but he's maybe one note isn't the right description but he definitely has a particular style of comedy Yes, that he that he brings in pretty much everything he does, but it works. It's like oh, the, yeah. his He's delivery on those science. lines was really funny. <laughs> um, Chris Jericho, uh, WW, WCW and WWF, uh, Chris Jericho uh, as a KKK member that mm-hmm. had me laughing. I was like, oh my god, it's Chris Jericho. It's Y two K or Y two J. I mean, <laughs> um, uh, Ben Affleck being in the movie, which I have a note about. Uh, how unique that the fact that he was in this movie, cause they have, a, they have some bad blood, Kevin Smith and, and, uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. They used to be bros. And then it they all sort of went down the, sh- the shitter after Jersey girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading on IMDB. It says this is the first collaboration between Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck since, uh, clerks Two. they had a falling out, which lasted almost a decade with Smith confessing that he has a big mouth and told too many candid stories that sometimes weren't his to tell. In early 2019, Affleck was interviewed for Triple Frontier, where he indicated that he had not been contacted for Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but would be available. Smith subsequently reached out to Affleck, stating that their reunion was emotional and brought back back a massive missing piece of my heart, man. Totally, man. (laughs) Oh, man, it was emotional, man. Um... He wrote Affleck's part, a reprise of his Holden McNeil role from Chasing Amy into the movie one week before the end of production with the scene shot on the very last day. Smith calls the scene 
one of the best bits of cinema I've ever been involved with, man. It's absolutely fucking magical and life fucking affirming and all the things I really fucking care about right now. Post heart attack. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but I had a heart attack. I lost a bunch of weight, uh, but you know, I had a heart attack and uh, it was kind of a big thing and it changed. I changed my life about it. Yeah. yeah. The, the scene's not bad, especially if you're familiar with chasing Amy, but the only problem I didn't, or the problem that I had with that scene just as a whole is that the, the tone of that whole scene is so different from the rest of the movie. It's true. It suddenly so it, has heart. Yeah. It, it feels out of place to me. Now, if they were making a sequel to Chasing Amy, which I wouldn't necessarily mind, I think it would be perfect. But like this whole self-referential Jay and Silent Bob looking at Kevin Smith and going, look at that ugly guy. No. <laughs> or something like that. Like it just didn't really it, to me, it didn't really fit. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, uh, the Ben Affleck scenes involving <coughs> the Martha Wayne joke. where Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was stupid, but funny at the same time. Um, and the movie just has a bunch of puns and in jokes and some of them I got, most of them I didn't, but ultimately like those were the things I liked. Those were the only things I liked. Okay. All right. Yeah. A lot of the in jokes are of course movies or things you would have to have seen the other movies to be familiar with. And a lot of them are straight up just the same jokes from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Like, for example, the whole Brody, uh, Jason Lee scene with Jane Silent Bob where where they say, what the fuck is a reboot? But in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, they're like, what the fuck is the Internet? And then they have this whole explanation (laughs) scene. And then Brody going. (laughs) (laughs) Like that whole weird, weird noise. Yeah, that that made no sense to me. Okay, good. Like, it's all just the same jokes lifted and put into this new movie. (laughs) <laughs> I also felt like the acting was really bad. <laughs> the like Jay, I don't think he was bad necessarily. I just think he's consistent with everything that I've seen him do. Oh yeah. So like, I don't really hold his acting against him per se, because I think that's just the character. Like he's the character. So whatever, like I'm, I give him a pass. Um, Silent Bob is Silent Bob. Here's something I didn't like about Silent Bob in this movie. Two things, actually. Number one, I don't need this guy tapping his phone a hundred times to just show me an emoji. Thank you. I was like, why are you tapping your phone, man? Like, maybe he just, like, his phone screen's dying or something. And he's just, like, trying to get it up, trying to get the thing up there. Also, here's the thing I didn't particularly like about Silent Bob in this movie is that in past movies featuring Jane Silent Bob and even Jane Silent Bob Strike Back obviously he's Silent Bob he doesn't really talk right and when he does talk it's usually at a key moment of the movie uh, where it gives it a little bit of heart or a little bit of a gravitas so to speak like they build it up or to really lay into a joke like in Dogma for example when they're fighting on the train and he throws the guy off the train and then he leans back and smokes a cigarette and the people are looking at him. He's like, no ticket. Like, like Indiana <laughs> Jones. Like, that's funny, right? Because it's yeah. just like, it's it's meant to be that way. But Silent Bob speaks in this movie so much, more so than other movies. Like, he gives the whole speech at the KKK rally. Yes. Which I don't think needed to be there. Or somebody else could have done that. Because there's a moment where 
they're at Chronic Con, Jay, Jay's daughter, and Silent Bob, and they're noticing that Kevin Smith looks an awful lot like Silent Bob. And Silent Bob says, holy fuck. But that joke didn't really land with me a whole lot because he's, he's been speaking a whole lot through the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. But like, I feel that's like really that joke would have really landed harder if he hadn't said anything up until that point. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's with 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 Silent Bob. With acting in particular, I'll tell you who I do not like. Uh, Harley Quinn Smith. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. I was getting to that. I'll let you take over from here. But yeah, I mean, her acting is very wooden to me i don't i did not enjoy her performance at all oh my gosh okay so was she in strike back no oh no okay. i take it back she was but she was a baby she was like an infant she was oh, at the beginning that, of jane silent bob strike okay. back there's a scene of two parents leaving their their infants in front of the quick stop and the video store and the little baby silent bob was played by his daughter Okay, sorry about that, everybody. My garage band stopped recording on me for some reason. So I had to close it out, start a new recording. Okay, but we're back into it. We're talking about Harley Quinn Smith and her acting. <laughs> Head back into your thoughts, Shaf. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we both agreed that she's a terrible actress. Um, it's pretty clear, obviously, she got this part because she is the daughter of... Kevin Smith. Now, I also thought it was funny that her name was Millennium Falcon because it was sort of like making fun of the fact that her name is Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you really just made a joke in your movie. You named your daughter's character after a pop culture reference because her name in real life is based on a pop culture reference. How does like your kids got to be in therapy? Like, I mean, really like, <laughs> does she even like Harley Quinn? Like what if, she, Oh, she loves Harley Quinn. I know that I've seen pictures of her with the, the Harley Quinn bat from suicide squad and stuff. Okay. Like, I think she really, she really uh, leans into that a lot. Jeez, I hope um, so. I know you asked me before my uh, my audio cut out, and I had to start re-recording uh, her acting experience. Um, so she she was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, she was also in uh, a movie Yoga Hosers, which was another Kevin Smith movie. Surprise, surprise. Um, and I think she might have even been in the Tusk. I'm 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 iffy on Tusk. Our corrections department might have to reach out to us on that one. But as far as I'm aware, her acting credits really are just for her dad's stuff. As far as I know. Okay. Okay. Which, if that's all, as far as she goes, then that's okay. If she decides to become an actress, oh my God, Holly would look out. <laughs> she might need a little more work. She needs some. Uh, work. You said that there was something you were sorry for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one actually is related to Harley Quinn Smith. I said things I felt sorry about Harley Quinn Smith's boobs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. We're going there. They, they don't look human. They, I don't know what's going on. It's like she stuffed <laughs> oh, like Kleenex in there, but like 
put them in weird places and made them look like squares. I don't know. Oh man. This is a geek, so to speak, uh, boob rating, uh, zero out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like tissue. She gets one shot. I think this might be the first time we've ranked boobs. It is the, it is the first time. <laughs> this is not a trend fellow geeks. This is a, what's a one time only. Um, but the main thing I was sorry about the main thing was Val Kilmer's dumb frozen face. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, I get what they did. Like he can't speak anymore. Uh, due to ongoing health issues, so like yeah. they gave him, they gave him the Silent Bob part. <laughs> it's like I get what you were doing, but yeah, poor Val Kilmer, man. Yeah, it's poor embarrassing. Guy. It's embarrassing. Um, but the the girl who played uh, Chronic, uh, Supergirl. Yes, Melissa Ben Benoister yeah. Ben. I like her. Yeah. She's good. And, Me like she. And in the audience of that scene was Chris Wood, who's actually her husband. Um, and he was also on Supergirl. He played Monel, And then next to him was Jesse Rath. And he plays uh, Brainy or Brainiac number five, I think is his name or something like that on Supergirl. So they were both in there too. And uh, Kevin Smith has uh, has directed multiple episodes within the, the Arrowverse, uh, especially on Supergirl. I think like at least four episodes on Supergirl. So you can see why he would have like wanted to include them because they're kind of like part of his like, of course, group, if you will. Of course. course. Um, As far that was the only two things that I felt sorry about. And the thing that I loved the most about this movie the, n- the number one thing, the thing that saved it for me was in the last few moments of the movie. Okay. And that was the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, the Stan Lee cameo. Do tell. So originally, Kevin Smith himself was not going to be playing himself in the movie. Uh, the, 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 or at least not in that capacity. It was going to be, um, Stan Lee was supposed to have a much more significant role in the third act of this movie, but, and he had hit Stan Lee had been approached. He knew he was going to do it, but of course, as we know, Stan Lee passed away and, uh, and Kevin had to basically step up and, and put himself in this movie as himself for more than what he anticipated. But there's this footage of when he's asked, stand to be a part of it during an interview. Uh, and it's, it's back when Kevin was still big, man, still, still big. It was before the heart attack, man, you know? <laughs> um, and it was just a funny exchange because Stan's interacting with, with Kevin as silent Bob and, and, and Stan's waiting for a reply from Kevin, <laughs> but Kevin's like, I, I'm silent Bob. He's like, Oh, so you don't talk to me. You're not going to say anything. And uh, he's like, get me Jason Muse. <laughs> he's like, I want to do a scene with Jay. <laughs> uh, so it, it was, it was really good. It was, uh, and I miss, I miss Stanley. Yeah. We all miss good old Stan. Yeah. I mean, this movie, I don't hate it necessarily, but I, it's not my favorite of the viewisk universe movies. Like for me, the, the humor became a little too self-referential for me. Yeah. For me to really start enjoying it. Like the scene where Jay and silent Bob walk in on the cast of clerks. 
and they're all black and Thank white, you. and then Jay and Silent Bob turn black and white. I mean, I get it. I didn't even get but that I mean, until I looked it up afterwards. I was like, why do they go black and white? That makes no sense. But the ca- but the cast of Clerks in the world of Jay and Silent Bob are real people, not actors. Like, the self-referential jokes, like, to a point, were getting a little too much for me, just because it didn't fit within the continuity of the, the Viewsk universe, which I know is a stupid saying altogether. But... Up until that point, like, that's not been the the style of humor for any of these movies. And so, like, stuff like that was a little a little wishy-washy for me. Um, I think the movie started off really well. I think it had a good tone, but then it's it just sort of falls apart towards the end. The more, more and more Harley Quinn is in it. Harley Quinn. Oh, God damn it. Harley Quinn Smith is in it. The less and less I enjoyed it. Um... But I don't think it's bad necessarily, but I don't know how much I would watch it. I'd probably watch Clerks 2 again over, or Dogma again over uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But I'm looking forward to Clerks 3, and I'm looking forward to to the next Mallrats, which will also both feature Jay and Silent Bob. So we'll just see how those go. Yes. Yes, we will. (laughs) Yes, we will. All right. Well, you know what? We're running out of time, Shop, so I think I'm going to call it that is another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Do us a personal favor. If you have not subscribed to the podcast already, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Uh, We are available on all platforms, so subscribe on whichever platform you choose. It don't make a difference to us. As long as you're listening, that's what's important. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We'll give you a special shout-out. If you leave us a review on something other than Apple Podcasts, sometimes it's hard for us to pick up on those, so just drop us a line. Let us know you gave us a review, and we'll make sure you get your shout-out. If you're looking to follow us as individuals on the social medias, you can find my best friend, Shoff, on Instagram and Facebook at Shoff, V-O, that's S-H-O-F-F-V, as in Victor, voice, as in ostrich, or voiceover, <laughs> I guess. Shoff, V-O, you can, find, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Wonder Rob, that's W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. Uh, you know we'll be back at you next week with more geek content, just like always. Any last words, Shoff? Snooch to the booch. (laughs) Snooch to the booch. You heard him, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you next week, fellow geeks. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Snoogans, everybody. (laughs) Wash your hands. Wash your hands. You guys are fucking lame. Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling fatties, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smokes the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking. Ah, uh, let me get a nickel bag. <laughs>